and welcome to the Pole Performance Podcast, where we bridge the gap between pole dancing, exercise and sports science, with a little bit of injury rehab thrown in as well. My name is Dr. Emily Rausch. I'm a certified chiropractic sports physician who specializes in helping pole dancers learn how to not fuck up their bodies pole dancing and unfuck them when they do. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Pole Performance Podcast podcast, we're going to be chatting about ways to quote unquote bounce back from an injury. It's a topic that's come up in um, like my own personal body and then a few clients and a few um, acquaintances all within the past like couple of weeks. And I feel like it's just worth sharing maybe a little bit of insider insight, maybe just a little bit of my thoughts on this what could seem like a phenomenon. Before we get too far into the topic though, a few quick announcements. One, how to not fuck up your hips pole dancing is officially open for enrollment. We start on Monday, so you have the rest of today, Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday to sign up. I'll be sure to put the link so you can you can do so, so you can sign up in the show notes. And then The other exciting announcements that I have is I have been working my little booty off to set up in-person workshops um, a few different places. So right now I have one um, on the 23rd in Bremerton, um, Washington, which is like just outside of Seattle. So if you're in the Seattle area and you want to interact with me in person, um, I'll put the information in the show notes as well. And then the first weekend in November, I will be in Portland. So more information to come on that. That one's a little bit of a ways away, but we got Seattle area, Portland area. And if you are a studio owner wanting to have me come teach workshops, hit me up. Your girl loves to travel, would love to travel and teach. Okay, let's get into it. Let's chat about quote unquote bouncing back from an injury. I know the phrase bouncing back often gets used with pregnancy, which I have a lot of really strong feelings about that phrase um, and the expectations that are placed on parents to bounce back after growing a child for nine months. But that's not the rant for today. That can be a rant for another day. There is um, also the phrase bounce back. And I don't know if that's like the right wording, but it's one that has been used in the interactions that I've had with people in the past couple of weeks where they had something happen, right? Injuries are not 100% preventable. Um, Even really like high level pole dancers have things that just happen with their bodies. Um, And if it were possible to prevent injuries, then no professional athlete, no high level athlete would ever be injured because they arguably have more resources than probably a lot of us like hobbyists combined do to try and keep their bodies as like happy and healthy as as they possibly can. So knowing that high level athletes that get paid millions and millions of dollars still get injured every single year, arguably sometimes every single game, um, it's unrealistic for you to think that you're never going to get injured, even if you're doing all of the things that you like, quote unquote, should be. But what I do want to highlight is that there are ways that we can help prepare our body to be better, like better prepared to bounce back. And if you've been interacting with me for any time, you will know that this isn't anything new that I haven't said a thousand times over and over again. The more that we can prepare our bodies for the demands of our particular form of movement, 
one, we're, re- we're reducing our risk of injury just by doing that. And then two, we are preparing our tissues to heal faster than if we hadn't been doing that. So let me give you a few different examples of um, some people. I'm obviously not going to name names or like give too many personal details because that's not my place. But I have a um, client in my one-on-one coaching program, the Pole Performance Program, that we knew there was going to be a chunk of time where she was going to be asking more of her body. She had a pre-planned um, traincation, I think is what a lot of people call it. And that is going to be an abnormal way for her to be training. Like, right, we all have our our normal training schedule. And then every once in a while, we'll go do, you know, like a weekend or a week or whatever. Um, even for, for myself, like I'm going to Cambodia in actually a month from today, and I will be doing um, a week's worth of like aerial stuff that is outside of my normal way of training. And so being like one, knowing that, and then two, starting to prepare your body for that increased load ahead of time is going to make a huge difference because it takes your body weeks to prepare or to like adapt, prepare for an increased demand. You can't be like, oh, in two weeks, I'm going to go train harder or like next weekend, I want to go to a new city and just have like a traincation weekend. That's not going to be enough time for the tissues of your body to adapt to that increase in load. Chances are you're going to be injured, whether that injury is just a, oh, I'm more sore than I normally am or a like, oh shit, we actually like now have like a full-fledged, like I need to take time off of training to recover injury. That is, there's too many variables for me to like say which one you're going to go down, but different levels of injuries could happen if we're not being proactive as opposed to like reactive with um, allowing our body to adapt. So circling back to my client, um, shit happened. We were like both very aware I believe that there was a chance that like this could happen because it was outside of her normal training program. We had been um, very strategically working on things that we knew were going to be um, potentially like weak spots for her body in particular. Um, Things were going well, thought we were going to make it through the week. Um, Accidents happen. That's like the downfall of also doing like an aerial apparatus. Like it doesn't take very many things to go wrong. Um, or just like, right, you like don't grip quite quite right. You fall out of something. Um, and we had like a little, a little shoulder injury. Um, when we were able to like regroup about it, one of the things that she said that stuck with me is I can't imagine how bad this could have been if I hadn't already been spending um, weeks like actively working on it. And that I think is the like key takeaway that I want you to have from this episode is things could have been a lot worse if this person in particular, I'm going to share a couple more examples, hadn't been very proactive around like, hey, I know that this is a concern for my body. And if I'm not staying up on top of it, that same like honestly minor little oopsie that happened could have turned into a major little oopsie that happened. I'm going to share a personal story um, now, actual after following that like good example of what could happen with my own personal body. I know I have like shit to deal with. My left shoulder is a um, 
bitch, to be honest. I love my body. I'm happy with my body. I have um, a history of injuries with my left shoulder. And I know that if I am very proactive about my, I call it my meat soup maintenance, makes me feel like less like angry about the fact that I have a body part that like like needs like continual maintenance. Um, give it a cute name. It's fun to do, whatever. I I know this. I know this in the, in the depths of my soul that if I want to keep my left shoulder happy and healthy, I have a like very specific routine that I have to do on a regular basis to like keep it just like, you know, it's joyous little thing. And I slacked on it. I slacked on it for too long. And it was one where I... It wasn't that I wasn't aware, right? Like I live in my body and I'm like, oh, this isn't like feeling like it didn't feel bad, but it didn't necessarily feel good. Um, just felt like a little bit off. And like, I don't know, I don't want to call myself a dum dum, but like a little bit of a dum dum. I was like, oh, I should be fine to like go do this thing, um, this pole thing. Everything was fine until it wasn't. And it will be fine again in the future, but I was not doing the things that I know my body needs. And I got just like smacked up on like the side of the face, like duh, dum dum, this is why you you have to do this. Like it doesn't always spark joy, to be honest. It doesn't make me like super happy that I have this like chronic issue with my shoulder um, that may or may not like eventually go away. Um, I don't actually probably not because I have like hypermobility. I'm on the hypermobility spectrum and that's like a genetic thing. So it's like never going to go away. Um, just like really me having to accept that like this is if I want to continue pole dancing and this is the body that I exist in, these are the things that I I have to do. So w- two different ways that you you could have handled um, the the same thing. One person was being proactive, doing doing the work, doing the shit, me being um, lazy, lazy is probably not the right word, a little overwhelmed, um, slacked on it, paid the consequences. So really, I think that this is a, a really great example of you, you have choice, you always have choice, you have choice of what you choose to do or not do with your own body that you exist in. But you also get to, to deal with the consequences of what choices you choose to make with it. So um, I made the choice to not prioritize my meat soup maintenance. And then I had the consequences of um, now my left shoulder is just like a little bit buggy when it wasn't like buggy painful before. Now it's like a little bit painful. Um, My client, she has some stuff. She chose to do the work. And even though she had, you know, something happen, she's already like kind of eons better prepared because she's been consistent with doing doing the work that she needs to do. And I think that is one of the like main messages that I like to promote and want to continue promoting, especially within the pole world, is there's nothing wrong with having to do stuff. There's nothing wrong with being injured because I know there's a lot of like shame that comes around being injured. Um, for some people, not obviously not for, for everyone, but there's a lot of emotions. Let's say that a lot of feelings come up with being injured, being vulnerable, not being able to do what, what you want to do. And your one, your mindset around it. And then two, just really getting clear on like, okay, was this something that I could have better prepared my body for if I would have been more proactive about it in the past? And then how am I going to take that information and use it to impact my training moving forward in the future? 
And then my final um, example is someone that is a a friend that is a like higher level pole dancer that shared um, on their Instagram stories that they had a um, an injury, kind of an injury, kind of just like a, a weird body like thing that happened that they were able to resolve pretty quickly with both their education around the, around the human body and then some like intervention by a medical professional and she I love like, I love 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 when people that are looked up to in the pole world um, that have like a really large following um, share like hey I had a body thing happen because a lot more people are dealing with it than you probably realize they just don't share about it um, she shared what intervention happened and then um had a note around she couldn't imagine how her body would have felt if she hadn't been as proactive with doing her off the pole training because that is where um a lot of the magic happens this person trains on the pole a lot um also puts a lot of work in outside of the like in studio time to make sure that her body is able to prepare like to handle the demands of the style of on the pole training that um, they like to do so I'm choosing to share these three examples for a few different reasons one is that I want to highlight regardless of whatever level of pole dancer you are whether it's um like a like super casual hobbyist to like maybe a more serious hobbyist to someone that like could be determined like a professional pole dancer any level that you are you have the ability to have body things happen injuries happen to anyone and everyone at at some point maybe not everyone at some point I'm not trying to like will that into the world there's the potential for an injury to happen regardless of what level of training that you're at. Injuries can also happen to people regardless of what level of education they have around their body. Um, Whether you know a little bit about the human body or a lot of it about the human body, you still can end up with your body doing body things, Um, which I'll be honest, like my ego is like a little bit hurt where I'm like, this is literally what I help people with. And my fucking shoulder is like being a little brat. What? Um, but just because I know things about the, the human body doesn't mean that one, my body can, can't be hurt. And it's a really, um, I think a really good example of you can know a lot of things, but if you're not actually doing the things, that is a problem. So if you are listening to this and you're like, hey, I have this little, a lot of times the word that is used is niggle, N-I-G-G-L-E, um, that little like sensation of like, this doesn't like quite feel right in your body. That is a really good sign that you need to do something different with that body part. What you should do, I have no idea. Um, I'm going to lean always towards getting assessed so we can figure out what your body actually needs and then um, not waiting until you are injured to start like treating your body like you're asking a lot of it because we're gonna have like another kind of a squirrel moment and maybe like a little bit of a rant I feel like people forget that pole dancing even at its like very basic level is incredibly challenging incredibly challenging like if you think of the entry point to pole and the entry point to other forms of 
um, movement, especially if you're doing like similar style of movement, um, meaning like maybe we just stay in the dance world, right? Um, I, I was taking online intro to ballet classes. The level, not that it was easy, don't get me wrong, but the level of moves that we were working on in my like intro to ballet class were drastically different than what you would be doing in an intro to pole class. Like, um, it was a lot of like just develop and releve work and like figuring out how to hold your arms and what to, to do with your arms. And some um, like intro to pole classes, you're asking one of your arms to hold a significant portion of your body weight. And if you've never done that before, or you haven't done it for years, that is a giant like step up for your, your tissues to be able to handle and like throwing your body weight around, moving your body weight, weight around is a lot. Like it's hard. Climbing the pole, that shit's hard. Going upside down, hard. And I think we get a little desensitized because we see what is possible in the realm of pole. And you're like, oh, climbing the pole is like, it's so easy. It's so level. It's like, meh. And it's like, well, no, you're literally having moments where your entire body weight is like in your arms and you're climbing up a like round apparatus, um, hoping that your like sweaty hands don't you know, let you go shoop, right to the floor. Gravity's a heartless bitch. Um, love and hate it. So basically what I'm trying to say is that pole is hard. Preparing your body for what you're asking it to do, like really, really, really should be a, a priority, especially, especially if you know that you have pre-existing things going on whether that's like a history of an injury or you're hypermobile or whatever whatever thing you have um, going on with your lovely body and then that maintenance does not get to go away um like unfortunately and that's a good thing because if you don't use it you lose it and we want to continue having it so keep keep working on things keep progressing through things um and that though if you have nothing else if you're like ah i don't I don't feel motivated. I don't really want to do this. The big thing that for me, at least, is the reducing the risk of injury. Like, I don't like being hurt. I don't like being injured. Um, I would like to avoid that as much as possible. That is a huge motivating factor. And then if that doesn't motivate you, knowing that you're going to be better prepared in case shit hits the fan. So maybe get into that like prepper style mindset. Don't actually, but just a like, I don't want to get hurt. I want to do everything I can within my own power to keep my body as happy and healthy as I, as I possibly can, because I want to have a long and healthy pole journey. Um, one final little squirrel moment off of this, because I get um, the same kind of response from people when I say this stuff is your meat suit maintenance routine can be whatever you will be consistent with. If it's not something that you really truly enjoy, it doesn't have to be, a, you know, like a couple of hours in the, the gym every single week. It can be as robust or as minimal as your body needs for what you are asking it to do. Personally, I, when I'm like living my best life, um, I truly enjoy working on my, my body and my limitations and like exploring different ways to activate different muscles. Um, I think it's cool. So I'm going to spend a lot more time doing that than maybe somebody else would, um, or like even needs to, right? So find something that you know, you're going to be consistent with that hits the things that your body needs and then stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. And 
hopefully you won't get hurt. And then if you do, your tissues will just be better prepared for um, recovery because you won't be starting at like a, you know, like a level zero, for example, you'll be starting at like a level 70 and um, that's good. That's good for long-term body things. Okay. Short and sweet one this lovely Friday. Register for how to not fuck up your hips pole dancing if you would like to work on this type of stuff for your hips. That's literally the whole point of the course was for me to share information that I um, typically share with people that are injured, but before they're injured. So that that is the premise of how to not fuck up your body pole dancing courses. And then if you're in the Seattle or Portland area, um, look for uh, the links to the workshops so that we can see each other in person. Okay, catch you in the next one. Bye.